I believe.
In the day when I cried out, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. That happened. That happened. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that boldness, that boldness, God, that goes with us. Your Holy Spirit, the boldness of your Holy Spirit. I think we got another round in this. Come on, come on, come on, all the earth, all the earth. think about the line in that last song, we pour out our praise. What does that look like to you as, a, as an individual? What does it look like, maybe in your mind, that we pour it out? To me, we pour out our praise means there's something inside of us that recognizes the majesty of God, the greatness of God, the power of God, and we just pour that out as we worship. It comes from a place where, where we understand I know what God's done in my life, so every opportunity that I get, I'm going to pour out my praise with everything within me, because I know what I used to be. All of us in here know, man, I was, without God, I was nothing, and I was headed down a road of destruction, but God changed my life, and when I get that opportunity, I'm going to pour it out, and, and before Carlin got done, I'm thinking, man, this is what it... This is what it needs to look like in our life as we just pour it out. It's stuff that comes out of us. And we haven't broke through yet because 
Not everybody's pouring it out, but we will. Remember what he's done in your life. Every single day you wake up and you're breathing. Make an impact for his kingdom and pour out that praise to him because he's worthy of it all. Amen. Couldn't pour it all out. I gotta, I gotta have a little sin. There's probably a message in that too. I couldn't pour it all out. But he fills you back up, so go ahead. Week two, get out of your feelings. Last week we talked about our hearts and how they can deceive us at times. We have to be led by God, not by our feelings. A lot of times our feelings get us in trouble. We talked about that last week. This week, we're going to talk about emotional health. Okay? And still, get out of your feelings, but dealing with emotional health. So I'm going to start off today. Can one of my teens get me that table, please? They all looked at each other for just a second, but being the leader that Drew is, he decided to get it. (laughs) Careful. Careful. I don't want stuff to fall off that's under there. It's bad. Thank you, sir. It almost did. All right. Emotional health. How's that going to tie into this banana? Would someone like to eat a banana this morning? Lucas, you would? Come here. Come here, Lucas. He said, I love bananas. Sound like a minion. Let me get it for you. Hang on, hang on. There it is. No, you say you love bananas. It's a little juicy. <laughs> Had to put it in the freezer so it would hold its form a little bit. You want this one? Smell that. It doesn't smell too bad. I bet it tastes bad. You don't want this one? Okay. Um, I got some tangerines. I don't know if you guys can see those too well. They're not supposed to be gray and dusty. Powdered donuts. Yes, that's what they've transformed into. All right. I'll let you have this, Lucas. Thanks for coming up here. Give my hand. Okay. I wasn't really going to make him eat that. But I do probably have some kids in the youth group that would take that challenge and eat it. It's gross. But what I want to show you guys is that spiritually when, we, when we're emotionally unhealthy, this is the kind of fruit we give off in our life. It's rotten. It stinks. It's offensive. And, of course, I wasn't going to make him eat that. But when we live outside of what God has for us and God's leading and we, and we are emotionally unhealthy, the things that come out of us are not good to those around us. And that's what I wanted to show just with this little illustration. And, and here's the thing. If you look at these tangerines, not all of them look that bad. But when one starts getting rotten, all the people that you're around and you're producing this rotten fruit, this bad fruit, starts to infect other people around you. Okay? So, and I know there's different layers to emotional health. Believe me, I know. There's a physical side. There's a mental side. But this morning, I just want to talk about our emotional health from a spiritual side. Um, And see what God has to say in his word about that this morning. So ask yourself, is my life right now, and be honest with yourself, you don't have to shout out your answers. Is my life producing good fruit, like Lucas got to take? Or is it producing rotten fruit, bad fruit, right now? Am I so caught up in my feelings and my emotions that I am unhealthy right now, and the kind of stuff I'm producing is not good for those around me? Ask yourself that question. 
And let's turn to the word and see what God has to say to us about this. Matthew 7. Let's start there. And I want to encourage you guys to know and let you know that to be emotionally healthy, we have to produce the good things that come from the Holy Spirit inside of us and operating in us. Matthew 7, we're going to be in verses 17 through 20. Also remember my wife, she had to leave. You know, there are, good, there are days, I won't say good days, there are days that are easier than others, but today was not a good one for her. So she had to leave this morning. Matthew seven seventeen through 20 says this, Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So, to me, this kind of this shows that if you are emotionally healthy, and I know at times it's okay not to be okay. I know that right now. But you don't want to stay in that place where you're not emotionally healthy. In the, long, in the long run, it's not going to be good for you, okay? But we can see if, an, if a person's emotionally healthy by their actions, by the fruit that they're producing in their lives. You know, if I, if I got up here and screamed at you guys and, and cussed you out and told you I don't ever want to see you again and said things like that, you would know that the fruit I'm producing is not good. It is not healthy, Okay? And, and sometimes we can say that we're emotionally healthy to people around us and we wear this mask like everything's okay, but your actions and your fruits will find you out. You'll, you, people will be able to tell, even if you try to wear this mask, that things just aren't good because there's not good fruit coming out of your life. So eventually people are going to notice that. They're going to understand that. And that's going to let people know that your emotional health is not in a place that it needs to be. Despite your appearance, despite your claims, you are not emotionally healthy, all right? And you can fool people for a little bit, but again, that rotten fruit's going to come up. It's going to stink. Your life's going to stink. <laughs> people are going to recognize that. And if they are a fellow brother and sister in Christ, they're going to call you on it. That's not judgment. That's helping you. That's helping you to see, you know, sometimes we need to take a step back. Man, I, I am in a mess right now. Emotionally, I'm, I'm not good. And I'm doing things to people and saying things that aren't me, that aren't the Holy Spirit in me. It's things that I'm struggling with. So I, I welcome people to tell me. I have people that tell me, hey, check yourself. Get some rotten fruit right now. Okay? You're stinking. So what does that mean for us, all right? Go, let's go over to Galatians. You guys are familiar with the scripture? And again, what your emotional health looks like is tied to the fruit that you're producing. Galatians 5, 22, 23. Galatians 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Amen. When we walk with God and the Holy Spirit has control of our lives, we produce these fruits of the Spirit. They just come out. And some of you are reading through those and understand that I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit with some of this stuff. But healthy fruit comes from the Holy Spirit when we are in relationship with him. And only the Holy Spirit can produce these things in us. Okay? The first three fruits that are mentioned there, they're, they're, they have to do with our attitude towards God. The second three deal with our relationship with others. And the last three describe the principles that guide a Christian's conduct. Now, if I look through these things, 
Let's, let's evaluate Rick. Not you guys, me. Don't evaluate me. Love. Okay, let's compare and contrast. If I've got the Holy Spirit living in me, I should be producing love. What's the opposite? Some people are going to say hate. That's fine. Fear. Okay? Now, evaluate your own life. Am I producing love? Is the Holy Spirit controlling me so much that he's flowing out of me in love towards everyone? I just posted a a thing this morning that talked about it's real easy to love the lovable people. It's a little more difficult to to love the ones that aren't so lovable. But if you can do that, you can love the unlovable, the ones that really just grind your gears. If you can love those people, you're controlled by the Holy Spirit. If you can't, you need to check the fruit you're producing. Okay? What else? Joy. Joy comes from the Lord. The Holy Spirit gives us this joy in our life. What's the opposite of joy? Sadness, mopiness, sorrow, all that stuff. If you're walking around defeated all the time, the joy of the Lord is not your strength from the Holy Spirit. And again, I know there's days that are tougher than others, but there should be a joy, not just being happy, there should be a joy that comes out of us, that we produce in this fruit of the Spirit. How about peace? Let's be honest, how many of you like to share your mind when somebody does something to you? (laughs) I'll start walking by you. Okay? So peace. You would rather live in peace with people, and I know there's times to stand up and, and voice our Christian or our doctrine, our Bible, but there's times that you guys will argue with a brick wall. You will start things up with people just to start things up with people. I showed them. I don't need peace right now. I need to share my mind. Lord, thank you for giving me all this stuff. He's not giving you that. That's out of your flesh, not the spirit. Okay? Peace is from the Holy Spirit. Long-suffering, kindness. How many people in here are kind? (laughs) Nobody wants to raise their hand. I don't know. I like to think I am sometimes. Kindness comes from the Holy Spirit. Goodness. Faithfulness. What's the opposite of faithfulness? Unfaithfulness. What can that look like? Faithfulness. I'm faithful to God in reading his word. I'm faithful to God to make sure I get in his presence through worship through the week. I'm faithful to God in Gathering together and not forsaking the assembly of the church. I'm faithful. That's good fruit. You're producing that. Self-control. I think in this they save the best for last. Or the thing that we need to learn most. Holy Spirit gives us self-control. That I don't just fly off the handle when somebody cuts me off in traffic. That I don't just scream. Man, I'm just preaching myself right now. That I don't just scream at my kid when she does something wrong. If she was here, she would argue. She's back helping the little kids. Self-control is a big thing for us. We need to produce the good fruit of the Holy Spirit and be able to control ourselves in all situations. All situations and let the Holy Spirit lead us in those things. Good fruit, not rotten things, not things that are going to ruin our witness to those around us that may be contemplating, do I I want to jump in on this faith thing? Do Do I want to have what you have? They're checking your fruit. They're seeing what's coming out of you, what's God producing in you that's different than me. And that speaks to people. And the only way we can become emotionally healthy and produce the kind of fruit that Scripture calls us to is if we are sold out to Jesus, to this faith 
that we're walking? Are we sold out completely? Like my whole life is surrendered to you. Holy Spirit, consume me, control me, and let me produce the fruit of your spirit. And only through that transformation, and again, if you're a new believer or a believer that's been around a while, we all need daily transformation to be more like Jesus. I mean, it's not just a, every couple of weeks, man, I really give it to God. It's every day, laying it down, dying to self, Holy Spirit, lead me today, guide me, direct me, produce the fruit in me. God, I, I emptied myself yesterday, I need filled up again today. Help me walk in your ways. And that brings us out of selfishness into this place of being emotionally healthy. We're not just thinking about ourselves, but we're operating with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And emotional health comes from the Holy Spirit. I can be emotionally healthy if the Holy Spirit is leading my life. I can. No matter what I face, no matter what I come up against, I can be emotionally healthy in that moment if the Holy Spirit is what comes out of me. It's quiet. Are you guys awake? Let's apply this to our lives. John 15. John 15. Turn there. I just got this Bible in July. New King James. I, I like that. I like New Living Translation. But just looking at this, and I just remembered that as I've been kind of reading this more, it says, New King James Version, Spirit-Filled Life Bible. It goes perfect with today. And it just highlights the Holy Spirit a lot and, and the things he does for us in our life if we'll, again, surrender control to him. But John 15, let's go verse 5 first. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, good fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And then verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and what? Bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. We produce good fruit when we remain in Jesus, our true vine. We have to stay connected to that. We produce this good fruit. And Jesus is the only place that's going to bring us into this kind of emotional health that we need to produce the good fruit in our lives. We have to remain in him. How often do we try to do things on our own? Now, I hit on this earlier. We try to do so many different things on our own. We start producing this and this beautiful fruit. We try to do things by ourselves on our own, and we make a mess of things. And it usually takes someone, like I mentioned before, step, pulling us aside and saying, Rick, I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. I mean, I think, and we know, it's like God sends that person to confirm it in our own spirit. We've just been ignoring it. Or I could go to Aaron and say, Aaron, man, I just noticed some things. He knows I do this to him. <laughs> things he'll post or things he might say, I'll come to him. Not again in a, man, you idiot. What are you doing? I don't say that to him. I tell him in love, man, I'm concerned about you, brother. There's something going on. You know, I just, I just noticed some things. I don't say, I noticed your bad fruit. <laughs> you're stinky. <laughs> but we do it in a way like, are you, is there something going on? Are you struggling? You know what he usually tells me? He opens up and we talk about it. So we can do that for people because I know, for me, I already know I'm struggling and going through things. Then it takes a brother or sister coming up to me and saying, are you okay? And it's like, here comes the floodgates. Let me just let it out because I know I had to do this at some point. I was just being stubborn in my own ways. 
But people notice. And when people notice and come to you and say things, that's a, that's a sign, a warning. You got disconnected from Jesus. You got disconnected from the Holy Spirit. You need to reattach. You need to get reattached to him. And he's pretty clear in this scripture, apart from me, you can't do anything. You know, I told the kids Wednesday night, I used to be one of the shyest kids in school. I know. <laughs> you can't imagine that. I couldn't have done this. Just got up here and spoke. I mean, every time I did, I sweat through my shirt. I still sweat a lot, but it's not... <laughs> It's not the getting up here. I mean, I get butterflies and stuff like that, which is natural. But in school, I was so shy, so backwards a little bit, so uh, uncomfortable speaking in front of people. I would get so worked up on things until I realized it's not about you. It's about my Holy Spirit in you. That you can do Whatever I've called you to do, you can do whatever he's called you to do if you allow the Holy Spirit to control what you're doing. And you allow God to lead those things. Anytime we try to step out and do things for God on our own, tragedy, mess up, mistakes. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Remain in Jesus every day through the word and worship. I can't stress that enough. And I, and I tell the kids every single time I'm talking to them, stay in your word. Stay in worship. Communicate with God. And I know I need to say the same thing to the adults. Every single day, surrender. Be filled with the spirit. Let that fruit come out and it'll be a beautiful thing in your life. His vision for our life, Jesus' vision for our lives is to produce good and lasting fruit so that our lives, our lives and the lives of those people around us are blessed. We are a blessing, not a curse, a cursing to people. We're a blessing to people when the Holy Spirit's leading us and filling us up. Remain in Jesus. When we're not standing on the solid foundation of Christ and his word, things get shaky for us. And our feelings and our emotional health becomes unstable. Just like the house that was built on sand and then the rains came and washed it away. That's the same thing in our spiritual lives. If it's not built on Jesus, if it's not built with his Holy Spirit strengthening us, if it's not built on that, everything that comes up in our life is going to wash us away. We have got to remain in him. To be able to withstand the things that come against us. To, to withstand the battles in life that we got to face. To be able to withstand whatever the enemy throws at us. If I will remain in Jesus, he is guarding me. He's protecting me. His Holy Spirit is leading me. And I can make it. So many people quit on their faith because they're not letting the Holy Spirit lead their life. There's no way... And this is coming from your pastor who just lost his son. There is no way if the Holy Spirit 100% leads your life every single day that you will ever quit on God. You can't do it. Because you think about him. What he did for you. And how he wants us to remain in him. And as we do that, we can make it through anything. And the ones that, that walk away and leave are always welcome back. But the reason you walk away and quit on your faith is because you didn't remain in him. It's that simple. You started entertaining other things other than remaining in Jesus. He's our true foundation and his Holy Spirit living and breathing in us produces healthy, good fruit, and we've got to remain in him. This morning, if you're feeling emotionally unstable, ask yourself a few things, okay? And there's people in here that you're there. You're emotionally unstable. I'm probably still there a little bit. Am I spending day, time daily with God through prayer and Bible study, or am I neglecting my relationship with him? Ask yourself that. 
Here's another one. Am I relying on my own willpower or am I seeking the power of the Holy Spirit to help me manage my emotions and feelings? On this one, when I was a teenager, I did not remain in Christ. I had so much anger through things I was dealing with and just life and being a teen that was tough. And I'll tell you again, it's much harder on teenagers now than it was on me. But my release was hitting things. Not people. Things. Like that was going to make things better. Punching car doors, punching trees. What an idiot. But you do stupid things when you get out of the will of God for your life. I didn't let the Holy Spirit help me manage my emotions and my feelings. I stayed in my feelings instead of getting out of them and letting God lead me. Another question to ask yourself, am I letting circumstances or situations determine my emotional health? Or am I staying connected to the vine of Jesus and his truth? We have got to keep our feet planted in this word. We've got to stay connected to Jesus. And we've got to let the Holy Spirit flow out of us. In us and out of us. And you will see good fruit in your life. And others will see it too. It's not about putting on a show, but the goodness of God will just flow out of you. And people will notice it. I don't think there's any greater compliment as a believer than, this, than someone come up to you and say, why are you so different? Why do you have joy in the midst of pain? Why do you still love when you've been hurt and backstabbed and deceived? Why, do you, why, do you still, why are you still kind when people have been so mean? That's a compliment. Because then we can say it's because I remain in Jesus and his Holy Spirit in me helps me through all of that stuff. And he can be in you as well. We've got to stay connected and our feet planted in his word. And our spiritual health, our emotional health will stay where it needs to be as long as we're staying in Jesus. If our praise team would come up. I want to show you what this kind of looks like. Glenn, come here. Please. That was the Holy Spirit correcting me in my manners. Now, I've, I've talked about here at the end, remain in Jesus. Stay connected to the vine. We have to stay connected to him. As long as I do that, Glenn's Jesus. Congratulations. Take it seriously. Okay? Glenn's Jesus. As long as I stay connected to him, man, my, my finances are a wreck. I'm not really sure how this bill's going to get paid. I'm not... But I'm connected to Jesus so I know God's going to provide because I'm staying with him. I'm trusting in his words. So God's taking care of me. I'm staying connected. That stuff's not going to faze me because I know God's going to provide. If I'm staying connected to Jesus and I know I've got addiction in my life and, and the devil's trying to bring it back to me and say, oh, you, you just come back to this, come back to this. If I'm staying connected to him, I'm going to overcome those thoughts and temptations and God's going to give me a way out. Now, here's where we, where we mess up. Sometimes, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but we get, we get tripped up on things. And the reason we get tripped up on things as believers is because, oh, I quit doing the things I was supposed to be doing to stay connected to him. And now I'm, I'm, my life's a mess. I, I'm struggling right now. I don't know which, way, which direction I'm headed. Everything's so difficult right now. I got these emotions. I got these feelings going in inside of me. And then I can turn around and say, oh, I know what happened. Let me go back to the Father. Mm, that's where I messed up. I started doing things by myself and I forgot to stay connected. And as long as I stay connected to the vine as a branch of Jesus, then he's going to lead me. His Holy Spirit's going to guide me. And everything that comes up in my life is going to be okay. Because he loves his children. He loves his children. Thank you, Glenn. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. And bow your heads for just a moment. If you, if you feel this morning, man, I'm distanced. 
from Jesus. I've lost that connection. I'm not connected right now. There's fruit in my life that is not good. I'm struggling. He welcomes the prodigals home. You are welcome to come back to him and get connected again to that source of life, the true vine. It's time this morning to reattach yourself to Jesus. And we have to understand that it's only in the presence of Jesus and in relationship with him and the Holy Spirit that you can be emotionally healthy and stable and on a firm foundation this morning. When we find this in God, we produce the fruit in our lives that blesses our our own life. It blesses the people around us. So Father, this morning we come to you and we thank you that you are the vine. You are the true vine. We are the branches. And God, if there's anybody in here, like I just showed, that has distanced themselves from you and they need reattached, I pray they, they find a place at this altar this morning. And get reattached to you, God, because we can't do anything outside of you. Father, let us respond this morning. Let us reattach to you. Let your Holy Spirit guide our lives from this morning forward, Father. We praise you. We thank you as we worship right now. We open up these altars for salvation, for reattaching, for rededicating to Jesus. For healing, we open them up, Father, for your Holy Spirit to lead, to lead, to lead as we remain in you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you come, get reattached?